What up, my fellow NBA lovers? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease. And yet another massive round of layoffs coming for ESPN once again. And it's all making sense now where the energy was coming from over the summer against Kyrie Irving when he had a little pushback against the bubble. <laughs> you know, I'm surgical with this bitch, Jake. Now, when the pandemic started, sports was put onto a hold for the first time ever. And this was a major blow to all the sports networks. And every once in a while, a couple analysts, when sports steadily started coming back on, they started hinting towards this. And we seen them put on a lot of filler content, which was boring and pretty lame. And we kind of knew behind the scenes it was killing these guys. But it's not until the NBA was about to start back up, the Players Association, the league agreed to do a 22-game bubble. And then Kyrie Irving came out of nowhere, even though he's the vice president of the Players Association, he represented over 100 players who felt like their voices weren't heard. And just the level of pushback he got from the media, the energy was a lot different because the energy was coming from people whose bottom line was getting killed and their jobs and careers were on the line. Let's take a look at some of that energy. I totally disagree with Dwight Howard and Kyrie Irving, and I suspect that I'm not alone, that a lot of people agree with what I'm saying. You got a microphone every day. Pick up the mic and open your mouths. You can continue the dialogue. Charles Barkley said it best this morning on Get Up when he said, what are they talking about? Out of sight, out of mind. What are you, what are you saying? This is what you do to hold people captive. You've got to be that smart. And if you're not that smart, there are people surrounding you who are that smart. Damn, it kind of sounds a little personal right there. But almost in unison, like a choir, the media kind of came together with the same type of energy because we all know their bottom line was being affected. Especially if the NBA didn't start back up again. It'll give them nothing to talk about. Even though this week we're going through a very controversial presidential election, ESPN very strategically made the announcement that they're getting rid of at least 300 positions and they'll also be getting rid of 200 positions that they had open for new job applicants. This shouldn't catch anyone by surprise. They were already struggling before the pandemic. This will be ESPN's fifth round of layoffs in six years. In 2014, they had about 400 layoffs. In 2015, they had another 300 layoffs with behind the scenes people, cameramen, crew. And then in 2017, we've seen a lot of personalities that we've seen in front of the camera get laid off once again. And then in late 2017, they had a hundred more additional layoffs. And of course, now in 2020 with the pandemic, that shit is gone in full throttle. You in the hood now, baby. Especially when you factor in Zoom, you could do remote production. You don't have to fly a whole crew to someone's house in order to record. Technology also plays a role in this. But also, we got to factor in how a bunch of the players now have their own media companies and they do their own podcasts. So basically, ESPN is competing against that. And then you factor in people cutting off their cable subscriptions, I mean, look at all these things coming into play, and this is before the pandemic. So that's why you see guys like Will Bond and Stephen A. Smith had a certain energy to them. And then we're talking about major personalities like Skip Bayless. I believe he's up for contract renewal. So only God knows how that shit is looking like. But the way they came at Kyrie was unwarranted, especially before the bubble had started. Because as soon as it did start, when the Milwaukee Bucks had protested and kind of had the season on pause once again... All of a sudden, everyone was getting a round of applause, but yet the sentiment towards Kyrie wasn't expressed. Now, I bet you behind the scenes, a lot of these guys were scrambling because they were worried about the bottom line. 
At the end of the day, most people are loyal to their checks. Especially ESPN. Don't let them fool you. Look what happened when Donald Trump came down on Jamel Hill. They folded real quick. They put her to the side in the background and let her go slowly without anyone noticing. And best believe when the Bucks protested and had the season suspended, they were not happy about that. But they market themselves as they're woke in front of everyone so they can't really argue against the Bucks suspending the season, not in public because it will go against the image that they're trying to portray their network to be. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, like I always said, in business, there is no such thing as woke. Don't let these companies fool you. They're just branding themselves. A lot of these places are just using a lot of these movements as some sort of corporate branding to appease the masses. So even though Kyrie is the vice president of the Players Association, he represented over 100 different players when he had that pushback. And the resentment he got towards the media, they brought up flat earth theory. They questioned his mind, his leadership. Everything was kind of personal, but yet he was speaking for other players. But when the Bucks did it, because it was a collective as a group, the energy was a lot different. And very few media members spoke up about this. One in particular, Chris Broussard actually spoke up about this and he actually applauded the players. And he even stated out of his own mouth, what they were doing was great for society, but at the end of the day, it affected his bottom line. And I've been waiting for our athletes to use that leverage on behalf of not just themselves, but primarily African-American people as a whole, the masses of African-American people who aren't making the millions of dollars, who are being discriminated against. And this is the way to do it. I hope this is the start of something big, man. This doesn't help me. As a sports broadcaster, I obviously need the games. But, man, the, the, the equality and justice for African-American people, my people, is much more important than a game. You see, most of the media members know off rip the players having pushback was the right thing to do. But in their subconscious mind, they're like, shit. If we go through a couple more months of us just having no content, we may not even have jobs in a few weeks. The financial situation, as far as the media side and covering the league, is pretty dire. And don't let them fool you, because this week we could even correlate it to them having a say when the next NBA season is going to start up, which is now December 22nd, because the players and the owners had to come to an agreement to start off the season early in order to have the players get paid more and don't have to give up so much in escrow tax because they understand that their TV partners pretty much have to say so because they're pretty much the only ones next season that's going to be cutting the checks for the NBA and they need the league to start up on time and not compete with the other programs such as the NFL because their ad revenue is suffering and they pretty much have the last four to five months of just data and statistics and just evidence to prove so but just going back to Kyrie man they they came at his neck for no reason like crazy and Steven Jackson was the only one that came out and was demanding an apology for Kyrie and you already know how Jack give it up people was killing Kyrie Irving saying all this on TV now they proud of the players why TV ain't full of people asking for people to apologize to Kyrie Irving I wouldn't even ask for an apology because I don't want it because I knew I was right from the jump but y'all was killing Kyrie why y'all not on TV demanding apologies for him like y'all do everybody else when we when y'all assume we say something wrong? This, but this is just the simple stuff that people don't see that they won't talk about and wonder why we still pissed off. Our own people killing us, but we don't deserve an apology.
Well, Steven Jackson, I'll tell you why, man. Because he's been called a disruptor, an agitator. Didn't Walsh call him that? He's only an agitator and disruptor to the media's business plan, which is having the league continue and go on without any type of disruption. And best believe, Walsh, he making comments like that, he definitely has a huge stake in the league. He has a major show, believe it or not, in China, very popular, his own TV show. And also some of that sentiment comes from the fact that Kyrie had mentioned in a separate conversation, this is probably even before the pandemic in a group chat along with other Nets basketball players, as far as the players forming their own league. And I think Kyrie isn't aware that some guys, man, they're going to feel compromised. They're not going to want to even get into something like that because starting your own league, a lot of these guys would have to get together, be loyal to each other, and they would have to take a pay cut for a number of years. But they definitely have the clout and just the wealth to do so. But they're going to have to work together as a collective. But a lot of the larger players like LeBron James, they're not going to probably be willing to take a pay cut in order to do so. So that right there alone, for that Nets player to even be spilling the beans like that in a separate private conversation, which wasn't even about the bubble, is crazy. And it says a lot right there. Because Kyrie has to expect that presenting an idea like that to guys, there's going to be a lot of pushback from people that even look like you, Kyrie, because they're not ready for that type of action. But there's nothing wrong with him saying the players can start their own league. They have more than enough clout. They have fame, a lot of famous guys. There's a lot of tech companies that are, you know, trying to link up and get more content. Look at Amazon. They're doing a deal with the NFL for Thursday Night Football. I mean, I don't see why not. These guys may take a couple of pay cuts for a number of years because they're not going to be making money right away. But if they stick to it, they can make something happen. I don't see why not. A major sports network that was kind of viewed as an unstoppable network, one of these too big to fail companies in ESPN is now changing their whole business model. They're trying to develop their own content instead of licensing all these like sports content because that ESPN Plus there's no live sports. Everything is kind of everything that ESPN built on their own as far as content. And then they're getting rid of a lot of their personalities. A lot of journalists that covered, you know, leagues for a number of years. They're getting rid of those guys. They're going for more personality. Because everything right now, especially with Twitter and just Instagram, YouTube, all these things are ESPN's new competition. I remember the old ESPN CEO, he used to talk about how YouTube and stuff like that didn't matter because ESPN had premium content. That's why I keep throwing that word around. Sign up with us. We have premium content. They're trying to say that their stuff is way different, but the audience today doesn't really even care about that. And I think they realize that during this COVID. So their production doesn't have to be as perfect. They just have to get it out. And now they don't have to fly a whole production team to someone's house to record. And they can get content out a lot faster with less overhead. And of course, now today, especially in the social media age, personality is 10 times more valuable than facts. That's a tough pill for all of us to swallow, but it's the truth. And it's definitely more entertaining. But it is what it is. Hopefully with Kyrie, man, he sticks to his guns because he's actually has done a lot. He paid money out of his own pocket for Breonna Taylor documentary. He donated $1.5 million for the WNBA players who wanted to opt out of the bubble so they can do so. Kyrie isn't this bad guy that they're making him out to be. Sure, he says some quirky things, but I think mainly the beef is with Kyrie Irving and the Boston media. They're upset what he did to the Celtics. 
And best believe in NBA, there's a secret mafia, man, the big nasty mafia. That's a large segment of the NBA media, and they'll come after you. And if you don't believe me, ask the legendary Detroit Pistons player Isaiah Thomas, because what he did to Michael Jordan when he walked away, that was the culture back then. But they made a big deal out of it because he did it to the Celtics. And that city didn't have a, a large media base like the Boston Celtics did. Well, just overall, Boston, it's a large media hub. So, of course, they put Isaiah Thomas through the ritual of just shame. But it is what it is. Don't cross the McNasty media. They'll get you. Until next time, y'all stay safe. Peace.